Welcome to a bonus episode of the Encourage podcast. We love sharing new books with you. And today, Encourage Community Manager Becky Keefe talks with one of our favorite authors. Listen as they have a conversation that's sure to encourage your heart, and you'll learn more about a book we love. Well, hello, friends. Um, I'm so glad to be back with you for uh, another special episode of the Encourage podcast. And today I am with my good friend and fellow Encourage writer, Darina. Full name, Darina Lazo Gilmore Young. Hi, friend. Hey there. I appreciate how you always say all of my last names. <laughs> oh, good. They they are all so significant to who you are, and I just never want to stumble over them all. <laughs> no, you do the best job of all of the people oh. saying my full name. So, um, yes, and it is it's a part of my story. Um, so I'm not just trying to be annoying by having three last names. It's such a part of who I am. So, yes, it is. Um, well, Darina, I always love when we get to chat and I'm especially excited because we're going to talk today about something that is like I feel it's like like it's like the DNA of who you are chasing God's glory. You are a glory chaser. And in fact, that was one of the first ways that I I met you. I met you as a guest poster on Encourage, but then started following you on Instagram. And I remember, I mean, this was years ago now, but you were even then writing about being a glory chaser. What is What does that mean to you? And then friends, we're going to get to talking to Darina today about um, her brand new beautiful children's book um, that is all about this. But Darina, just what what does that mean? What does chasing God's glory mean to you? Well, talking about God's glory is one of my favorite topics of conversation. And it stems from this idea of being a glory chaser, which I heard about years ago in a sermon. Um, pastor Mitchell Lee, who is a pastor of Grace Community Church out in Maryland, um, he was talking about this idea that we are designed to be glory chasers. And that year, um, it was actually 2014, I had chosen the word glory as my word of the year. And a lot of people do this practice of choosing the word of the year. And for me, that means I'm just paying extra attention to that word and where it shows up in scripture and conversation and sermons and music and all of those things. And so, of course, like my ears perked up when I heard this guy talking about being a glory chaser. And I love just the the imagery of that and how active it was that we would chase after God's glory instead of our own glory. And so at the heart of that, what that means is lifting our heads on a daily basis to seek out God and to look where he is moving in the world and then to move with him, to chase after him. Mm. Um, So really that idea of being a glory chaser has been like the direction of my life ever since I heard that first sermon. And I think that was probably eight years ago. Um, Some of the listeners may know my story, but my husband was actually diagnosed with stage four cancer that year. And so I had no idea that the year I chose glory would also be the year that my husband would go to glory heaven, capital G glory, and that God would use that word in a powerful way to just lift my head to help me navigate grief. And at the time, my kids were two, five and eight years old. And so it was also about leading my little girls to look for God's glory, even in the midst of that intense grief season. Yeah. 
Wow. Talk about an unexpected, unexpected layers to a word that, that you, that you chose. And, um, wow. So as you're talking, Darina, I, a couple of thoughts came to mind. One, I love how you distinguish that being a glory chaser is chasing God's glory. It's, it's awakening to an awareness, right? Of, of who he is and how he displays aspects of his character all around us. Um, but if we just pluck out that phrase like glory chaser and plop it down, like in like our current cultural context, like that can mean something very different, like chasing our own glory. And that's not at all what what you're saying here. Yeah. And I think that's an important nuance. Actually, I think it's what gets people's attention Mm -hmm. when I say I want to be a glory chaser because our culture is so much circling around this idea of bringing glory to ourselves, whether that is through social media or through, you know, through Hollywood or just even the way that we move and live in the world with our kind of like focus on fashion or focus on self-care. Now, none of those things that I mentioned, I think are bad and I think they can all be redeemed, but we've created a culture that is so much about, Hey, look at me, look at me Mm -hmm. and lifting up my own personal glory. So to be a glory chaser and the title of my kid's book, we, we clarified and said chasing God's glory because we want people to understand that this is a different nuance. In fact, this is an act, actually different side. <laughs> the different side of the coin, perhaps, um, is that when we reorder our life and reorder our steps after chasing God's glory, it looks completely different. And there's actually so much beauty and freedom in that. Yeah. So why why a children's book? Why a children's book about chasing God's glory? Well, it's funny. I actually originally wrote um, this idea of being a glory chaser into a Bible study. So I published in 2015 a Bible study called Glory Chasers. It was a book that was really helping me kind of process and you know, think about, reflect on that year of learning about God's glory. And my heart in the Bible study was to bring others, women alongside in that journey to be chasing God's glory in their own lives. So I was using the narrative of my own tragedy um, and chasing God's glory, learning how to do that with my kids. Um, But then, you know, encouraging people to look in the Bible, to learn about it for themselves and to chase after God's glory for themselves. Well, I also have been writing children's books for many years and I'm part of a critique group. And one of my um, critique sisters, Amy Dixon, she's actually an editor now um, for a publishing company. But she at one point was like, why don't you write a children's book about glory? I mean, you write about it in so many other ways. I had been blogging about it and I had the Bible study published. And she's like, I just think this would be a really interesting children's books. So actually, I think it was maybe last year. It might it might have been two years ago because it takes a long time for them to do illustrations. But right. I, I sat down in the early part of the year to write that. And I mean, I had all the concepts in my heart, but I tried to imagine like, what would this look like if I was sharing this experience with my daughters? So it was really coming out of my my real life. And my girls and I would go on these sort of glory chasing hunts, kind of like a treasure hunt. Um, it started with we had this practice after my husband went to heaven that every night we would go outside and we would watch the sunset together. Mm-hmm. And it was just such a healing time for us 
The sunset happens every night. We don't always see it, perhaps, but it happens every night. And and where I live in Central California, um, we do actually have a beautiful view of the sunset. And we even have the Sierra Nevada mountains in the background. And so going out every night to see the glory of the sunset became this sacred practice. And the, and my girls were little in the beginning. They're calling, Mom, why do we do this? Like the sunset happens every night. And then little by little, like they caught on to it. It's like we're watching God live painting in mm-hmm. front of us. Like these beautiful jewel tone colors one night and pastels the next night and rainbow sherbet colors the next night that he's painting across the sky. And it felt like this kiss from dad from heaven that we would get to see that every night. Um, And so we sort of expanded it from there. Like we have conversations at the dinner table or in the car, like, where did you see God's glory today? It's not always related to creation. Sometimes it's, oh, I had this amazing conversation with a friend or this person encouraged me or I got a contract for a book. And it's a it's a heart book that, you know, I want to share a message of God's glory with others. So that's kind of where it stemmed from is that practice in real life with my girls. Um, it is a fiction story, but it's just combining a bunch of elements of of things that were part of my original Bible study and things that we have done and seen in real life. Yeah. And I love the way that it makes us accessible because this is not just like I mean, there's like deep theological implications and underpinnings to the glory of God. And yet it's also this practice, this rhythm that you are describing about how we interact with God, how we see the Lord, how we see the world and something that is accessible to even like the smallest children. Um, and your story does a beautiful job of, you know, introducing the the main character is a little girl named Zayla, who you have, Azayla. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, just this idea of like, where are all the different ways that we can see God throughout our day? Um, and I think that that's going to be so just a meaningful way to reach into a child's heart and imagination and get them to think about, you know, what are the things maybe maybe it's not going to look the way that it does, you know, uh, described in your book, but it's going to look a different way based upon where they live and what their family is like and what their culture is like. Um, so I, I loved that part of it. Thanks so much. It's it's really fun. And I mean, the girl in the book doesn't look like my Zayla, so it's not trying to be exactly our family, but right. it was fun to incorporate some of those details in there. And also, I wanted to inspire other mo- mothers and parents in general, or maybe it's grandparents, that you know, part of our opportunity as we are raising up kids, as we are guiding kids, is that we get to bring them on the adventure with us. And so I really hope that this book, you know, is that inspiration for families to go out into their own neighborhood in, you know, their own park that they live near or near the lake or whatever, and to just have those conversations about God's glory and what it might look like. Yeah. And another thing that I've thought about in in reading Chasing God's Glory, and and you have um, a, a, an article this week on Encourage, more about God's glory, um, pointing to to this book as well. And I was thinking about that word chasing. And sometimes we chase something because it's out of reach. Mm-hmm. That is not the case with God's glory. But we also chase something when it's worth pursuing, when we want Mm -hmm. more of it, when we are passionate about enjoying or experiencing something. Um, So 
talk a little bit more about like why that word, why that word chase? Why did that ignite something in you? Yeah, well, I love the way you even articulated that, you know, the meaning of the word chase. There's an activeness to it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that it involves this pursuit. And when you're pursuing something, that has to be intentional. Mm -hmm. It's not just like going to an art museum and maybe looking at something on the wall, which in itself is beautiful and is reflection. But to chase after it is almost like the next step. Like, okay, let me look at this piece of art in the art gallery that, you know, some artist from whatever time period created. And then let me go a step further and ask myself, what is this picture or painting tell me about God or what can I learn about God? And so for me, that's kind of that that extra step of I'm going to chase after it. Um, like you said, there's a lot of things that we can chase after. And, and a lot of things I think we do chase after in our lives without even realizing it. And sometimes those things can be fleeting. And so if I'm waking up every morning and I'm saying to myself, I'm going to chase God's glory today, it points me in a direction, but it also sets me in motion. Motion, mm-hmm. um, that I'm going to follow this motion after what God is doing and just recognizing that he is all around me. And so that takes mm-hmm. that intentionality, too. Yeah. So what does that look like for you on uh, on a regular Tuesday morning or a regular Saturday afternoon? What does chasing God's glory look like for Darina? Well, I do love getting out into creation and I feel like I experience God and I experience the spiritual side of me in creation. Now, that is not true for everyone, um, but I do live here in Central California. So on a Saturday, for example, a lot of times I would go out um, and go running with some friends here in the foothills. Mm -hmm. And I know you live in in kind of a similar landscape, Becky, so you can appreciate this. But I started trail running um, after my husband went to heaven. I've been a runner my whole life, but specifically going on trails. And what I love about trail running is that It's not about pushing a pace. It's not about winning a race. It's really about watching our steps. It's about enjoying, um, you know, the pictures and the beauty that is all around us. And sometimes that shows up, you know, in the petals of a flower or the leaves of a fern. Um, Sometimes that shows up when we are running and like there's a huge cow in our path, which does happen when I'm running (laughs) at the San Joaquin River Gorge. Um, I one time. I actually saw a bobcat that went across my trail. That was a pretty exciting example of God's glory Um, and made my heart race a bit. But I feel like when I'm outside, there's also something healing that happens. Mm -hmm. Um, And so a lot of times I'll call it a prayer run because my mind starts to Mm -hmm. sink into prayer. I'm talking to God. I'm listening. Um, In those early years of intense grief, it was time that I was grieving. Sometimes I'd actually be crying. Other times I'd just be sort of sweating my tears. But it was that intentional time of kind of quieting my soul and opening my eyes to the world around me. And there's actually some amazing brain science behind that, that that backs it up, that when we're in a place of grief or we're in a place where we are stuck emotionally to move our bodies actually does something physiological in our brain to help dislodge those places where we're stuck. And so I didn't know it at the time, but I was actually participating in this therapy that God created when I was moving my body and moving in creation. 
And I think there's like a statistic that says just 15 minutes of walking outside in God's creation can calm some anxieties and fears that we have. And it's it's one of the ways, you know, it's not the only way. It's not the cure, but it is part of a therapy that can help us and help our bodies and our brains. Um, so I'm grateful for that. And, and that's kind of what it looks like for me if I go out on a trail run or, you know, if I'm with my kids and, and we're walking at the park or we're riding bikes, um, just opening our eyes. And that's actually what the book is about, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and as you're describing, you know, that that scientific link between what you are experiencing, I'm like that right there is God's glory. And maybe some people aren't yeah. their their heart or imagination doesn't gravitate towards, you know, towards all things nature like you and I love. But they, if you are geeking out over over science <laughs> or mathematics or, you know, all kinds of things, it's like that like that's our creative, intentional, intricate, complex, purposeful God, like at work. And so I love that however we're wired, if you are, you know, a trail runner or a foodie or, you know, a Bible scholar or, you know, a baker or a painter or fill in the blank, we all can experience God's glory um, right where we are. So, Darina, what, what's your what's your hope? What's your dream and prayer for your children's book, Chasing God's Glory? Well, I would say the dream, kind of like I mentioned before, would just be to give kids and subsequently kids of all ages, so their parents and guardians and, you know, grandparents and librarians, also that vision for what does it look like and that kids also can participate in looking for God in their everyday, that kids can ask questions. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a really firm believer in that, you know, our faith formation happens when we have the opportunity to ask questions and to go on these kind of treasure hunts, whether it's through actual scripture or in God's world. And so that would be my heart and my prayer is that more people would just kind of catch a vision for that, that moms and dads would feel brave to talk about those things with their kids, that that kids would see, you know, Zayla as she is riding through her city and sees murals on the buildings or she's in the farmer's market with her mama and she's buying, you know, green peppers or she's tasting an empanada that that people would begin to think about that as something they could do in their own everyday lives and that they could talk about. Um, so I think that's sort of like the big dream mm -hmm. through writing this book and sharing this book with the world. Of course, I would love people in all different corners to be able to get a hold of it. And so even for families maybe that don't have a faith foundation, that they could kind of go, oh, okay, well, what does that mean? You know, mm -hmm. I, I experience seeing beauty in nature or I experience just, you know, God's glory and a delectable bite of food, maybe I could participate that or who is God or what is God's glory, you know, mm -hmm. starting to ask those questions. And actually the book starts with the question from Zayla to her mom, what is glory? What is mm -hmm. God's glory? And then her mom says, let's get on our bike helmets and let's go look for it. Yeah. I love that invitation. So tell us where can people um, find Chasing God's Glory? When can they get it? And how can we connect more with you, Darina? Well, the book 
releases on April 11th. So I think you can already find it in all the places where you buy books. Um, you can, you know, pre-order or do orders through Amazon, but um, it will also be in bookstores. If you don't see it in your local bookstore or your local library, you can request it. And that's one way that you can help me as an author. Um, you can find me at DarinaGilmore.com. That's my website. And I love hanging out on Instagram at Darina Gilmore. I won't make you spell out all of my last names. So that's a real simple way to find it at Darina Gilmore. Um, but I hope that you'll look for the book. I love your feedback. And if you have kiddos, um, you can head over to my website too. And we have some opportunities for you to even go on a little, you know, maybe bike ride or treasure hunt within your own neighborhood with your kids. Um, so we're giving some ideas on how to do that as well. Mm, love that. And I love you, friend. Congratulations. This is a beautiful Thank book. You. And I'm uh, grateful to talk to you and grateful to see this get out into the world. Thank you for being a champion of our words, Becky. I appreciate you. The Encourage podcast is narrated by Rachel Marie Kong and brought to you by Dayspring. For over 50 years, Dayspring has created quality cards, books, and gifts that help you live your faith. Find out more at dayspring.com.